1: Hello there, happy Wednesday and happy March. Today is Wednesday, March 2nd, and the 2022 NFL Combine is underway. Earlier this afternoon, head coach Nick Sirianni and general manager Howie Roseman spoke with the media at the Combine and are at the podium with a presser that's locked, bloated, and ready for you. I am your host, Rachel Prevett, and this podcast is brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Before the break, you will hear from Howie Roseman, who reassured that Jalen Hurts is the number one guy. He touched on losing front office members Brandon Brown and Ian Cunningham, the process of replacing them, and how the timing of losing them will affect the draft process. And he talked about the priority to increase the sack number among pass rushers and get more pressure on the quarterbacks. And after the break, you'll hear from Nick Seriani, who was asked if he's heard a decision from Jason Kelsey on his plan for next season. He also shared his thoughts on evaluating Jalen Hurts up until this point. He explained why he switched things up and brought a basketball court to this year's combine as an icebreaker and how it will reveal a player's toughness and their competitiveness and why he as a coach finds it important to be physically at the combine. Take a listen.
2: Has the philosophy changed at all uh, regarding that position. We want to have 22 good starters, so it's not like uh, we're sitting there going, Let- "Let's have really bad players at a certain position." Um, I think, like when you look at our defense and the role of the linebackers, you know, Coach Schwartz, who obviously a phenomenal defensive coach for us. The three off the ball, they were all three off the ball linebackers. So the definition of what our linebackers are doing have changed with coach Gannon. Um, and again, we got to find players that fit our coaches scheme that that's the most important thing that we're finding players that fit what we're trying to do offensively, defensively on special teams. Um, obviously TJ had a heck of a year, a really good year. Uh, we got a bunch of other young players at the position and, um, we'll just see what happens in free agency in the draft. But um, we're, we're great in linebackers just like we're great in every other position. Uh,
3: uh, when, last when it comes to less less. Less. the left to the left. Last time we talked right to you yeah. talked at the end of the season, you and Nick were very confident saying is going to be your guy. After a month of, you know, obviously more evaluation and research, you, you still feel that way.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I think that when you talk about all the things we talked about at the end of the season, nothing's changed. Uh, I think what really has changed for us is the opportunity to add, you know, this is a great time of year for the Philadelphia Eagles, for us, for our staff and being here and really getting everyone involved in the draft process, um, start free agencies up and coming. and so. Um, we got to continue to add good players. We got to continue to make sure that we're doing everything we can to maximize our players' ability to be successful. Um, and certainly that starts with the quarterback position with Jalen.
3: I'm going
2: to come. I'm going to go like this. It's going to be orderly.
3: Jalen, just reported that he had that ankle surgery after the season. Can you provide an update and an expected timeline on when he might be back on the field?
2: Yeah, I think, um, you know, for injuries, from an injury perspective, rather not get into injuries because that probably opens the door on all of them, but um, really optimistic about um, his readiness for the offseason program. I just said that, and then I just did it. Yeah, it's great.
3: Howie, how much do you balance how successful Stout's been in, in developing talent versus spending maybe a premium pick on an offensive lineman when you know you have the coaching in the <laughs>
2: Well, you know, uh, Coach Stoutland, um, we go back a long time, him and I, and um very, very, very uh, fortunate to have him as our offensive line coach and working with him to, to make sure we get the right players. But, you know, as he would say this, and not taking away, he's, he's the best offensive line coach in the NFL, you know, not trying to insult anyone, but that's how we feel. And uh, we got to give him talented guys. You know, at the end of the day, these coaches could be uh, as great as they possibly can be, but without talent, you know, it doesn't help. So when we talk about players, we need, still need players with traits. You know, it's hard to be an offensive line. It's not a natural thing to be moving backwards while guys are coming at you forwards and especially the elite athletes that are on defense. So um, those guys are hard to find. You know, you don't find them in any round. Obviously, like there are going to be guys on the third day that we think have some unusual traits that we'd be interested in. Um, but really, when you think about the guys who are really successful, uh, you're talking about guys who have something unusual about them. And so um, we'll continue to keep looking for those guys because it's important to us.
3: Now, losing Ian Cunningham and Brandon Brown, what's the plan to replace them? And how does the timing affect the draft process?
2: Yeah, you know, um, I miss those guys. I miss those guys already. Um, those guys are people that um, not only did we rely on professionally, but personally just um, people I really enjoyed being around, friends. And uh, it's hard for me because you see these guys and they have an opportunity to kind of help themselves and their families, but at the same time, you know, it doesn't really help the Eagles and especially the timing of this, which, you know, I think, I think it's something maybe that we got to talk about going forward, um, about losing guys during this draft process, especially in your conference one in your division. Um, that's not ideal. Um, in terms of how we're going to address it, you know, I think that we're in the middle of this process right now to stop this process and really get the right people and get the right structure in place. We probably got to take a step back, which we're not going to do right now. You know, we're just not in that mode. So, um, we have a lot of good people in our building. We have a lot of people ready to step up. Um, you know, we've been in, in situations where, you know, in 2016, we, uh, we had a decimated personnel department and we were able to have a good offseason. So I'm, I, there's no excuses for that. Very confident. And obviously, you know, we had all the reports, so we know what they think. And um, they may not know a little bit about what I think, too, which isn't great. Uh, I'm coming. I'm
3: coming. How valuable is it that you know what Nick wants in his schemes, and yet you have three first-round picks and salary flexibility for this offseason? work?
2: I think that when you look at the first year with a coaching staff and their willingness, especially this coaching staff, to take some of the guys that we have and say, let me see how this guy looks in my system. And now instead of having hypothetical situations, you have tape on that, you have film on that, and we can walk through, all right, this is what we thought about this guy. This is how he fits. That's huge in terms of evaluating our own team, which is the first thing we got to do. We got to evaluate our own team. And then you talk about those picks, but it's not just those picks. It's utilizing the cap space on guys that fit our scheme. It's utilizing the other draft picks on guys who fit our scheme. It's if we make a trade, finding guys that fit what we're trying to do offensively and defensively, and going from there. Uh, uh,
3: Follow-up on that, though, Howie. You know, I, I'm, I'm going. I'm going, supposed- going. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, okay, that's fair. Got so, you know, your, adjust. Support, your, your defensive coordinator is interviewing for, for head coaching jobs. Can you, how do you see his guard against over-fitting for the scheme as opposed to just getting the push? Yeah, he
2: he's a phenomenal coach, a phenomenal person and and really um excited that we're going to have him back um because he he we're probably renting him. He's that good of a coach and that good of a person. Um but I think when we look at it, you know, like uh, the way that we're playing defense and the way that he wants to play defense and our coaches want to, it's something that's sustainable. It's not like we're drafting guys for specific roles that won't adjust if in the future we had to do something different and uh, I think that's important because we don't want to get in a situation where, you know, if we lose one person, now all of a sudden we got to start over from scratch. Uh, we can't do that. You can't do that in this league. Um, and so I, I don't think that's going to be an issue. How do you, how
3: do you address, um, or how do you differia- differentiate between what you guys might be able to do in free agency because you have the money that you hadn't had in past years with what you can get out of the draft?
2: Well, I think the order of operations matters here, right? So you're talking about you'll have free agency, you'll have the opportunity to see where you are, but you also don't want to get in a situation where that, that you don't take the best player, that you don't take a guy who's really good just because you address something in free agency. So I think what free agency does is it allows us to check boxes so we don't feel the pressure to maybe feel like we have to do something, um, assuming that it works out in free agency. And that's kind of how we'll look at it.
3: History, the recent history of teams that have three or maybe more first round picks it's kind of a mixed bag maybe not what those teams had hoped in retrospect have you done a lot of research on that or is there something to be gleaned from it
2: yeah thanks for reminding me about the bad results. Um, I think that, no, 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 no. I think that, you know, it, it, when you, the draft as a whole is like that, right? It goes in the first round and obviously you can break it down one through 10, 11 through 20, 21 through 32 and the percent, it's not like it's 100%. It's not like you're picking in the top five, it's 100%. So you're going to have those numbers. I think what it allows you to do is allows you to have more shots at really good players, really talented players, gives you more flexibility to move up and down the draft board. It gives you more ammunition to decide if at some point you wanted to trade a pick for a player. And that's what we're really looking for. You know, when you you think about the National Football League, it's all about resource allocation. So it's basically everyone, every team has the same salary cap number. Basically, every team has a number of draft picks. If you can get an edge either by creating cap room or by getting more draft picks, now you have more shots to take. And so I think that's what we're really excited about is that we got more shots than we've had in the past couple of yeah, years. You have,
3: to, you, have to, you have to make three first round picks, is what I'm getting at, though. Like, you have to eat the ammunition. How do you evaluate your quarterback uh, draft? I'm coming down. How do you evaluate your quarterback draft by a
2: uh, you know, we're in the middle of that evaluation. I think it's really important to see guys throw live um, as you're evaluating quarterbacks. We'll get that chance. If they let us down in the lower bowl to watch guys, I think there'll be a bunch of fans. So maybe Coach and I will mix in with the fans a little bit. Um, but I, I, I always feel like... The public perception is it's it always goes one way or the other. This is a great quarterback draft. This is a terrible quarterback draft. And it's usually somewhere in the middle. Um, but to say that we have our final judgments on any position group at this time, we're just starting, kind of getting all the information together so we can make good decisions. Howie, are
3: you in the middle right now? Are you guys still uh, renegotiating contract for Miles Sanders? And if not, how is, how's the status of that? And if not. Or you guys feel as you guys have to readjust your draft strategy to find another running back to replace him in the
2: future? For this we'll never discuss contract negotiations with any player. It's just kind of p- private business, the player's business, really, and we want to keep that as private as, as we can. Miles, a heck of a player, heck of a person. You know, I think you saw a lot too. We had guys who were in their fourth year last year. Whether you go back and you look at Sweaty and you look at Dallas and you look at Avante and you look at Jordan, guys like that. Um, Maybe I'm missing a couple of guys who even became better in their fourth year in the league. And so, um, you know, we haven't even seen everything Miles can give this team. Obviously, he's been really productive. I know he wants to get in the end zone as well. Um but I think the best yet to come for Miles. Now
3: you wouldn't be doing your due diligence if you didn't uh, you know be look well. at every position the around the league, league, especially quarterback. Bruce Arian said he doesn't <laughs> expect a top tier quarterback to be <laughs> wrestling free So how do you view that market and where do you stand in regards to Sean Moss and your possibility? Okay. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear the second part. In regards to Deshaun Watson,
2: the possibility that he could uh him Well, I think it goes to the question that we started this press conference on. You know, um, we have Jalen Hurts, who's a twenty-three year old quarterback who led his team to the playoffs, and he's gonna get better and better and better. He's gonna do everything possible to get better, and we gotta do our part in that. Um, in terms of uh, players on different teams, no matter what position, don't feel comfortable, can't talk about players on other teams. Um, what's going on in the league? Um you know, I think that's that's part of what you we missed here the last couple of years. I think you you kind of come here and you kind of start hearing some some things about what's going on at each positions, um, and we, you just try to gather information. I'm not talking about the quarterback position. I'm talking about in general. Uh, you try to gather information about what's going on and what opportunities there are to improve our football now, team.
3: Oh, second on to last at, I'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I, when you look at Quez, I think Quez ha, had a heck of a year, really, when you look at him and really uh, transitioning to a position he didn't play in college as a slot receiver. Um, the guy's extremely talented, extremely hardworking. You know? um, we talked about at the end of the season, we need Jalen to take another step. You know, We need Jalen to do some of the things that we drafted him to do. He knows that. There's no secret about that. We've told him the same things. Um, And I guess after that, it's opportunity. Now, you know, when we go through this draft, obviously it's a really good draft class. We have 10 picks. Uh, We have nine through the first five rounds. So you'll have opportunities in the draft where you'll go, hey, that that guy's a good fit for what we're doing offensively. That guy's a good receiver. We'll see how free agency goes as well. Well, I, we have to constantly evolve our process. I think if we're sitting here saying like, everything's perfect and everything's work, I mean that, that would be disingenuous and so like we have to constantly evolve and figure out and we really try to do that a lot in may, June, July, figure out what we 've done right, what we 've done wrong, what the rest of the league's done right, what the rest of the league's done wrong and so i don 't think that changes with the number of first round picks we have. I think it, it just heightens the opportunity that we have.
3: You know, what's, what's your take yeah. on the group and how is, I is um, sure.
2: the pass rush in the next year? Well, the first part about that, the draft class, I, it, it was a good start, yeah. you know, but I think um, when you look at this league, the most important thing is consistency over time, not being flash in the pans, doing things and getting better. Uh, we talk about the jump from year one to year two and how important it is to improve. I think about the things these guys are going through right now, you know, a guy like Devontae or Landon, where you know, maybe Landon's not a good example because he was rehabbing, but Devontae, Who's going through all you know the pro days and having all the Zoom interviews and he's not really focused on the things he can do to get better. He's focused on where he's going to go, how he's going to live, who's going to come with him, where he's going to function. Now he doesn't have to do that. Now it's all ball for him. So uh, we expect a big jump, but it also talks to the character and the football intangibles those guys had. And I think our scouts did a great job of of, of doing that and bringing those to the front.
3: I'm coming back. Andre Diller who's probably starting on other teams late. Doesn't have a starting spot on your roster now. What kind of interest did you get in him last year? It's, that that good good. So it
2: also it's hard to find an offensive lineman who can move and who can bend. And um, the amazing thing is, Andre. Andre Andre's working out every day right now. Um I mean, I'm not allowed to really talk to him about anything, but you can see. I mean, he he looks great. I mean, upper body, lower body. He's really determined. He wants to play. Uh, I think that just to think that he can only play left tackle limits him and, and probably does him a disservice. Um, but uh, having a really good offense line is important. Having depth on the offense line is important. We started 15 guys this year. Now, I'm cheating on that number a little, Jimmy, because we started five guys in the last game of the year. But I like when I say 15 guys. Um, but at a minimum, we started 10 in games that we really needed them. And it just it shows like you can never have enough offense linemen.
3: pass rush was second to last in sacks last year. What must be done to fix it? Is this edge rusher
2: class the strength of the draft? Um, I've I've I got to learn from some of my mistakes I've made in the past. So uh, I'm you know in terms of talking about strengths and of a draft class, I, I don't I don't know that I want to go there. Um, there are good players at every position in this draft. In terms of the sack number, it's also how you want to play, right? And for us, we want to get pressure on the quarterback. It's not only in the sack numbers. You know that, Zach. There's other ways to judge that. But the bottom line is we didn't get enough pressure on the quarterback. We got to have pressure on the quarterback. We got to continue to have pressure on the quarterback. It's a priority to us. Um, We'll have opportunities this offseason to do it. And I'd be very surprised if we didn't do something there. Famous last words. Definitely going to regret this.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is
4: A shooter. Uh, then I'm telling you who we interviewed and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not going there. There's some good. There's some good shots. Have uh. you
3: gotten any indication
4: what his plans are? Um, we've been in, we've been in con- communication. We're hopeful. Um, we're hopeful. Uh, and there's been no final decision made. Uh, The keg has been sent to his house, uh, and uh, I I think it got delivered today uh, courtesy of uh, Lower Marion Beverages, so appreciate them uh, helping out with that.
3: Nick, with your offensive line, if Jason does decide to come back, uh, at left guard and right guard, you'll have Isaac coming back, you'll have Jack Driscoll, you'll have Landon, obviously. I'm sure you're going to say that's a good problem to figure out, but you kind of have an idea of... Like yeah, play. I mean, a lot.
4: There's a lot of things that are dependent on that, right? You got to go through the off season. You got to go go through all the things, and everybody's got to get back from from injuries, get back into the the swing of things. See where the. There, there's just a lot of things. We don't have to make that decision for for quite some time. So um, it is. It's it's. I, I was fortunate to be come, come to a team that had great offense and defensive line depth. And that we went through some, we had some bumps and bruises this year that we, we really needed to rely on that. And so it is a great, it is a great problem to have the the depth that we have there. And I know a lot of guys are going to be uh, able to play and ready to play and want to play. And, uh, and we'll have to make we'll have to make a decision on who those guys are and what the right lineups are as, as we go through it. The idea
3: Landon kind of like the lead guy the center?
4: That's a hypothetical uh, scenario. Like obviously, we think through everything, um, and we have some good options there. Um, and and again, we're we're exploring even more options through the free agency and through the draft. So. Um not something we have to decide right away, but I feel like we have good options yeah, you know we're still we're still going through that process of evaluating our season, you know it starts with it starts early on and and you kind of you go through the things of the write-ups of the players, where what the needs are of the team, this and that, and then you start watching each an individual cut-up of of all your your different concepts and different things that you that you did. And as you watch more and more, and as you think about it more and more, you're just pleased with the uh, progression that that Jalen has made. And I think that's common of of who Jalen Hurts is as a, as a player and as a quarterback. That. He just continues to get better, whether that's from uh, Alabama to Oklahoma or Oklahoma to his first year in the NFL or first year to second year, and we just know that progression is going to continue. and 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 it's it's not just because you know we've seen the progression go like that; it's because of the person that he is and the. Um, he loves football. This guy loves football and he's just willing to do the things that he needs to do to get better. And that's why he does continue to get better. And and guys like he's tough. He's competitive. Um, he's got high he's got high football IQ. He's got high foot, he's got high uh general character in himself. And and those are things that we're looking for in the draft prospects that we're uh that we're going through right now. Like do these guys have these things in their, in their body or in their DNA? Because those are when our experiences, those are the guys that have that reached their ceiling. And so Jalen hurts has all those things and he's going to only continue to get better. And, and when we looked at all, at all our tape and we evaluated in our tape again, like we're, we're still going through it. You could see the progression of him getting better throughout the year in, in different, in different things. And, uh, you know, he led us to the playoffs and obviously, um, we want to go further than that. And, uh, and we're we're really confident that Jalen's a guy that can and help us do that.
3: And the rest of the playoffs and Super Bowl and the throwing off passing offenses, single throwers change or make you evaluate Jalen in the position?
4: No, I, you know, as you, as you go as you watch any uh, high level football right at the end of the year, right? Whether it's the Super Bowl, or the AFC or the NFC Championship game, whether it's the Final Four in the uh, In the bowl, in the bowl series, or if it's the state championship games, right? What you see is great offense and defensive lines, and you see great quarterback play, right? And and so I don't think that's a secret, and that's and that's what we see at all at all levels. Um, you know, you uh, we have a lot to improve on as as an entire team. Um, and but like I said, with you know with the question earlier, I just see him continuing to grow and so you know what you want want them to do is you you want to make good accurate throws and good and good quick decisions and i think you see throughout the nfl is a common theme that is becoming even more common of you know quarterbacks playing long and playing uh, and, and continuing to play good i mean you saw that with with tom brady obviously throughout his entire career he played he played had an unbelievable career and just continued to get better. Um, you know, I was able to see that firsthand with Philip Rivers. You know, to be to come into middle of his career and then just see um, him get better as as I was as I was there uh, with him um, and just see you know how how is a guy that's um, getting older getting better and at that position it's because he's seen everything and they they've went through everything they've seen every different coverage that they could see against this particular concept. And so, and that's what, and that's what we're, you know, we're hopeful that Jalen continues his progression upwards with the amount of reps that he gets. And you do, and you try to do as many things as you can in the offseason to simulate that. Um, but, you know, again, are we, a, we're, we're no, not by any means a, a finished product. And, and so we're really, you know, I know what, what the, you know, the, the quarterbacks, how the quarterbacks played and, and got their teams to the championship games and then to the Super Bowl. Um, and w- we know that that's, that's what w- we got to do to get ourselves there. And I think Jalen's the type of guy that's going to maximize his potential again because of who he is uh, as a football player.
3: Game game game, game, game play those things over the course of the offseason how much is it like fixing the offense itself versus finding things with Jalen in mind like are you are you looking back at other like run-based quarterback offense
4: yeah uh again it's always a it's first it's evaluating uh yourself and and um evaluating your your scheme and how do you make your scheme better and then it's Hey, well, maybe we're a little deficient in this area and we all have to be honest with ourselves of what we're deficient in. And whether that's me as a head coach and in the messaging to the team or anything like that, what am I deficient in? How do I make us better in that area? All right. As, as an offensive coordinator and, and as an offensive staff, what are we deficient in and how we get ourselves better at that? And so that's the, that's kind of the process of like, Hey, let's evaluate our stuff. How can we do our stuff better? And then, what can we take from different uh areas and 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 get better at that that particular thing and so that's kind of the the progression right now of what we're what we're going through um and and so again in our in our message in that is like in our message to the players too in our my end of year meetings with them is like hey if we can all identify um, one issue that we have or one thing that we have and and make that better imagine how good our uh, much better our team will be as a whole if all of us coaches players people on the front office can take that one of our inefficiencies and get a little bit better at it and so that's not you know that's the messaging we have throughout the entire year how do we get a little bit better at, uh you know each day and that's what we're trying to live by right now in the offseason of having
3: me? a basketball hoop brought in here how did that come about and what's the point of it
4: um you know i I've, I've become a villanova fan as we've if uh, i've been living over there so it has a villanova uh backboard on it but you know so last year i don't i don't think everyone liked my rock paper scissors stuff last year um no but all, in all seriousness like if we can figure out when we get in there a little bit of their competitiveness if we can get a little sense of that that's a plus right we'll do anything to figure out some of the answers to the the um, to the test right whether it's hey can we figure out a little bit more about the players toughness can we figure out a little bit more about the players competitiveness can we figure out a little bit more about the players love for football can we figure a little like we'll, we'll do what we need to do to do that and so do you always get that answer um, by shooting five baskets uh, before they start off no um, but in my past I think uh, I've told the story about my my, my uh, experience with Gardner Minshew when he came into Indianapolis and the, and the, uh, the shooting that we did now it was on a 10 foot hoop and, uh, we were in our indoor facility shooting baskets. Um, and I got to know a lot about him from that and look at it benefited us this year. Just me knowing a little bit about him and what makes him tick a little bit. Um, but again, you, you might come away from that and say, I didn't get anything from that. But one thing that we do realize that it does is that it, it is a good icebreaker. It does lower the guard of the player a little bit to know that, you know, we like to have fun. We, you know, we like to compete. And now let's get into the interview and get more of that information of what we want from, uh, you know, about your love of the game, your knowledge of the game, et cetera. We have not Yeah, I'm not in a rush to do that. Uh, but that, that, that's a, that's a, you know, Jim Bob did a lot for us, and so uh, and I valued the, the things that he did, and I know the the entire offensive staff valued the things that that Jim Bob did. So um, that's not a easy that's not an easy person to replace, but we'll uh, um, we'll do what we need to do to to replace Jim Bob, and I, obviously I'm happy for him that you know he's back into a. Uh, the, past game coordinator role because no doubt in my mind he'll be a he'll be a coordinator again soon and hopefully a head coach uh, soon after that. So yeah, same same thing. You know, we're going through the the process of where we're efficient, where we're inefficient, and and try to improve those things. And so you know, in this particular case, it's identifying. Uh, players um, again, the, you know, obviously the guys we're looking at have talent, right? But then identifying the things that, you know, the, the things that maybe you might not see on always on tape, the toughness, the competitiveness, the love of football, um, the football IQ and the character, um, you know, to be able to go through the ups and downs of the season. And so that's not just a, a defensive thing. That's all. The, that's through. That's with everybody. But and it's the same thing that I challenge our players to do, right? What's the What's our weakness? How are we getting it better? Um, cause if we can do that as a whole, as a team, uh, we know how much strides we can make as, a, as a, as an entire team.
3: In your evaluation of Jalen Hurts, you know, potential going forward, like how much do you weigh, you know, the possible additions you can make, like, you know, a receiver or running back tight end, whatever, you know, as far as how much better he can get?
4: Uh yeah, I mean, you know that as you as you go through you're gonna you're gonna lose this team's never gonna look the same, and so obviously you're always in this mission and this um to to make your team as as good as you possibly can and with the, with as much talent as you can with the right type of guys as you can um to be able to handle the ups and downs of the season and so it, naturally, as the team gets better around them. Um, you know, he's just going to continue to continue to excel in our, in our opinion. I think that's just, just natural as you got as you have, if you have good players around you, you're going to continue to excel. And so why was Jalen able to do some of the things he did uh this year is because we had a strong nucleus around him with the offensive offensive line, Um, you know, that really helped that, that that's huge. When you can have a center like Jason Kelsey, be able to to uh you know help identify defenses and you can have a very be very confident in your right side and your left side because of tackles like lane johnson and and jordan Mulata and and then have a, a guy like Devonte smith to throw the ball to and the speed with quez, quez Watkins, and have the running game with the four backs that we had there and dallas goddard to that it's shorthanded so um you know you're always looking to improve that and uh but we know that we have a good, uh, strong base of our team um, that we're really confident in, and we just look to get that better because everybody succeeds. As Jalen, you know, as, as the talent gets better around him, he gets better, and that and that's just not Jalen. That's the entire team. How's the yeah. online different for you
3: as the head coach? And some head coaches aren't coming. Why is it important for you to be here?
4: Um, you know, it, I think it's I, I. just I value this time to be able to look the player in the eye, and 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 uh, yeah, you don't get it's not like you get that with every uh, player. You, you have a certain amount of formal interviews that I'm able to, to sit in there for, um, but you're able to sit there, look him in the eye, uh, be able to hear, see his body language, uh, see how he answers different questions. And then to be, to see him work out in person. Again, this is a piece of the puzzle. Um, you know, there's, there's many pieces of puzzle that go into, to get, you know, we have, We have uh, 30 visits coming up and we have pro days and private workouts and zoom interviews. Like there's so many different opportunities to, to to meet the player. I guess like, I'm not going to be able to go to every pro day. I'm not going to be able to go to every, uh, uh, uh you know private private workout or anything like that so it's a, it's good to be able to get my eyes on him here it's good to be able to see you know i'm six three it's good to be able to stand next to him and say oh this guy's sick or look at his legs and be like oh he's got thick legs or whatever it is like it's just good to be around the guys and and uh see him work out and and get to put a put a face and and to you know who you've been watching on tape
3: we both talked about Jalen Hurts, how you feel like he's going to continue to progress because of who he is off the field, on the field, et cetera. What do you want to see specifically next year as that continued progression for him? I think
4: when you look at it, when you look at a quarterback, you know, the, the there, there's many different things you're looking at. and But the four main things you're always looking at is, is accuracy. You're looking at decision making. At the ability to create and you're seeing if he's above the line in arm strength. Um, well, I think there's, there's no question that Jalen Hurts uh, has the arm strength to make all the throws. He's, he's well above the line, um, to be able to make the throws in whether it's, uh, Atlanta in the first game of the year or whether it's Philly, the last game of the year with, with some different type of weather. So we're confident in that he has amazing ability to create uh when whether things break down and the receiver may not get open or uh, there's a breakdown in the offensive line and what we saw throughout the year is that not only can he create with his legs and make big plays with his legs as the year went on you saw him become a weapon when he would when he would move in the pocket create in the pocket and find his receivers down the field we saw us create some explosive plays that way um and so those two things you know uh are are a non-issue and they're not and there's just things that he's going to continue to excel at um you just want to see him continue to get better with his accuracy and you want to see him continue to get better with his decision making i mentioned it earlier you know decision making it's about you know your mind you know recalling the things that have happened in the past and knowing okay last time i saw this i went here with the ball here we go oh shoot last time i saw this i went here with the ball but this this happened and i did this so it's just put it He's just got to continue to get more and more and more reps, right? He's 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 had a full season and a couple other games. So it's what 17, 21 games that he's had uh of this, you know, and so I, I, he's just gotta to continue to see that um and, and to be able to speed up his processing over and over and over again. And I have no doubt because of who Jalen is that he'll continue to do that. And and then as far as his accuracy, um, he's gonna he's gonna continue. I know he'll continue to get better at that again because. He works at it, and so by no means am I saying that is uh those are the things that we know he he needs to work on, he knows he needs to work on, and that they're that I know have no doubt that he'll continue to get better at
3: uh
4: yeah, you know i you get. You're upset anytime somebody leaves that is valuable to the organization. Um, you know, obviously he he's in the in the front office. I'm with the coaching staff, but obviously there's a lot of communication back and forth. So you're upset you, anytime you lose anybody good, whether that's a player, whether that's a coach, whether that's somebody in the front office. But obviously, very happy for him and in his development um, and his advancement in his career. I'm, I wish him nothing but the best. I wish it would have been with the Jets, but uh, it's with the Giants. So uh, I wish them the best of luck.
3: B G N.